Welcome to the What We Talked About in Class podcast, brought to you from the campus of Johnston Community College in Smithfield, North Carolina, underwritten by Anchor, where everyone can make a podcast for free. Hey everyone, it's Ryan Bradshaw, and I just wanted to give you a brief introduction to this podcast. There were a few technical issues early on, and there was some reverb that occurs throughout the podcast. However, it does get better, and the content is great. Chris was a fantastic guest, and he offers some really good content about things happening in and around Johnson County and opportunities for students. So thanks for listening. Have a great day. Hey everyone, it's Ryan Bradshaw coming to you from the campus of Johnson Community College in lovely Smithfield, North Carolina. And today I'm with my good friend, Chris Johnson, who is the executive director of the Johnson County Economic uh, Workforce or uh, Workforce Development. Is that that your correct title, Chris? Uh, economic development. Economic development. So I apologize. So we got so many folks with a lot of different titles. So Chris Johnson, Executive Director, Economic Developments. And I just want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me this morning, Chris. I greatly appreciate it, Ryan. Thank you very much. It's indeed an honor. Well, I could tell from the first time that we met that this is somebody that I want to talk to more because you come across as an approachable person, which is so important in your position. And you know, I know that in your position, you meet and network with a lot of people. So I said, I got to talk to Chris about networking because that's something that I personally need to work on. And it's really valuable for students and professionals. But before we get into that, tell me a little bit about your background. So tell me, tell me about your, your early life and what led you to, to your current position. Sure thing. Well, it's a journeyman's, uh, uh, adventure. Uh, I've lived in Johnston County since 1990. And to put it in perspective, when the count, when I moved here, the county was about 80,000 in population. Uh, very rural, very agricultural based. Um, today, obviously, uh, one of the fastest growing counties in the state of North Carolina, uh, well over 226,000 in population, uh, and only going to continue growing. Uh, but um, <clears throat> my background, actually, I'm, you know, uh, I didn't set out a career in economic development. It just kind of found me, which is always the, the best way to, uh, that your life should go. Um, my wife and I own a retail store in downtown Smithfield, um, Jules Formals. And um, I was on the board of directors uh, for the downtown group. Uh, and, the, and the director at the time uh, left for another position. I had just been elected president of that organization uh and uh and they they approached me the board did said chris as we are trying to find a new director would you sit in uh and be interim and uh i said sure i was kind of in between careers at the time and i said sure i'd be more than happy to thinking that this was just going to be a four to six month stint uh which later turned into a 15-year career uh, with the town of Smithfield or with the downtown Smithfield Development Corporation. So uh, fell in love with uh, what I was doing. Uh, obviously, I had, uh, a, you know, there was a lot of self-interest uh, in the sense that, you know, owning a downtown business, owning some downtown property, um, I was one of them. 
meaning that they trusted me. I, I selfishly would tell everybody, as long as my store is doing well, hopefully that means everybody else is doing well and vice versa. If the other businesses are doing well downtown, then that would translate to you know more uh, a profitable business for, for me. And so uh, I really guarded tax dollars and how they were spent and the way we promoted our town uh, because it was my tax dollars just as much as anybody else's. And so uh, I, I really went into it with an open mind and, and uh, making But uh, anyway, did that for 15 years. And, and during that time, uh, my role expanded. Uh, the town manager uh, approached our organization about uh, spreading out to other areas of the town, with particularly with existing industries and businesses. And uh, during also during this time, I was appointed as the Smithfield rep to the advisory board for the county economic development office, which now I work with. And so uh, I could do that in my sleep, downtown revitalization. It was really, every day was different. Historic rehab, uh, small business, entrepreneurship, you name it. Uh, and then uh, about nine years ago now, uh, which is, seems like it was only yesterday, Rick Hester approached me about the possibility of assuming this role. They had, uh, uh, the previous executive director or previous director had stepped down and uh, they had an interim director uh, that had a wealth of knowledge from commerce come in and kind of bridge that gap. And then uh, Rick asked me to, uh, would I be interested? And of course, I, uh, I welcomed that opportunity. And hopefully I bring the same enthusiasm and, and love and passion that, uh, that I had for downtown Smithfield and the small business aspect uh, to the role that, uh, that I do today. Um, I tell people my my uh, my gift is the gift of gab, and I, I, I unashamedly say I really don't know a lot, but I know people that are very smart, and that I I'm able to con I'm the connector. Uh, and actually, I was just prior to this uh, podcast, I was at a meeting saying that same thing uh, to a group of IT professionals that I had met independently of each other. And I'm like, we really need to pull all these people together to start having that dialogue of, uh, of growing the IT sector here in Johnston County. So, um, that's kind of, uh, that's my role. I'm the, the glorified cheerleader for, for the County of Johnston, which, uh, I, I, I welcome, uh, again, this is home. I've lived here for now 32 years. Um, uh, I'll probably be buried here, or at least cremated in my ashes, sprinkled in the Noose River or some some creek uh, in Johnston County. But uh, my, I've raised my family here, have two kids, and uh, still in business. We've been very blessed. So uh, it, I can't think of another county that uh, that I'd rather call home. Well, Chris, you said a lot, and I, I once again just I, I love your story. Well, you said you had to get the gab, but I, I actually have that gift too. And I'm actually a weird person in that I can be extroverted when I'm out in public and talking to people like yourself, but I'm actually a very personal, private person at home, and I like my introverted self too. But a couple things I dialed into is you use that word enthusiasm, and that is actually my word that I use to describe myself when I do an exercise to reduce your personality down to one word. And enthusiastic is my word, and the reason I like that word is because if you approach situations with enthusiasm, it makes everything better. It just does. It makes 
It makes dark days brighter. It makes bad situations a little more bearable. Uh, and you said something else that stood out to me is about uh, as you're working on uh, when you were downtown Smithfield, you were working on your own selfish interests. And with that, uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little reverb, Chris. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, but with that, you get um, this idea that we are uh, serving others by serving ourselves, and that's really the invisible hand theory. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a there's a, a saying by uh, the, the Harbaugh family, uh, Jim Harbaugh and, and, and his brother, who was, uh, I think, uh, the coach, you know, attack each day with enthusiasm unknown to mankind. And so uh, <clears throat> I try to do that here in this role. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it can't come across as fake. I hope that it comes across as very genuine. Um, you know, I... I, I this this county is is home, and uh, I don't know if I could be uh, as successful uh, in any other community uh, as I am in the one that I call home, and that I've got a, a vested interest in seeing what uh, the direction and the future, and giving opportunities to individuals that are uh, whether they're young folks that are going through our school system or our community college system, and. and and providing an opportunity for them to have a, <clears throat> a great way of life. Uh, and, you know, no cliche, live, work, play uh, here in Johnson County. And so it's, it's uh, uh, there's so many sectors that, uh, that my office is very fortunate to cross over. Uh, obviously, industrial development and, and, and the higher level uh, stuff like that is, is important. But when you think about the medical sector or the small business sector or the travel and tourism sector or the agricultural sector, I refer to it, you know, we joke about our allergies and the pollen. And I, and I refer to as economic development as the cross-pollinization of all these industries and sectors uh, because uh, if one is not successful, then it's not, you, you know, your community suffers a little bit. So you have to make sure that there's a balance. Right. So ha have you already always been comfortable with networking or is that a skill that you've developed over your career? Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I, my, my, my mother has always kind of pushed me out there, encouraged me uh, to take chances, to take risks. Obviously, I don't think anybody, uh, you know, there, it's, it's, we're, we're always a work in progress. And, you know, there's, there's sometimes that you feel uncomfortable in, in certain settings, but it's like a, it's like the pool. You know, you can stick your toe in the water and you can walk around the pool trying to figure out where the warmer section is, but eventually you just got to jump in. Right. And uh, and that that's kind of the that's kind of you know kind of read your read your audience uh, so to speak and, and and understand your place in that role in that hierarchy and if it, if if there's an opportunity to. Uh, move to the front or, or take a leadership role, uh, then, you know, I don't mind stepping into that role. But I actually, um, uh, I'm, I'm more of a, I feel like I'm a better foot soldier sometimes than I am, uh, you know, give me my roles, my tasks. And, and, and I think we've got a great uh, group of leaders. I've got a great county manager in the sense that gives us a lot of flexibility. And I don't, I tell I jokingly say, I know how much rope I have 
uh, that's been given to me before I hang myself with it. So <laughs> I, 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 that you kind of know where your your length is, and and I don't go beyond that. Uh, and uh, and sometimes a, a good thump on the head is always a, a good subtle reminder. Like you you probably went a little bit too far there, but uh, it's always a learning progress. So last time we talked, you told us about some of the challenges with employment in the county, and I think the number you gave me was. 50,000 people every morning in Johnson County get up and go to work in another county. So talk to me a little bit about yeah. that as a challenge. Sure thing. Yeah, um, and actually it's a good dovetail to another goal that we have here at the office that we're, we're working on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Our labor shed or labor pool in Johnson County is about 105,000 and about 55,000 leave every day and, and work elsewhere wow. uh, in other areas of the county. And um, that's mainly due to our close proximity to Raleigh uh, and understand that, you know, for the most part, there's obviously areas in Johnston County that are are just suburbs of bedroom communities of, of the larger engine. And so uh, I understand and respect and appreciate and welcome the fact that how close we are to Raleigh because uh, it's one of the hottest markets in the in the United States, I mean, there's awards and recognitions galore. Uh, so, uh, but but you know, to to have that better quality of life, live, work, play, you know, uh, the is is providing those opportunities for our residents to have that uh, ability to stay here in Johnston County to work, uh, and then you know get back two or three hours of their lives every day by not having to commute uh, to, uh, to another community that uh, has those better paying jobs. And so uh, our goal, we're, we're getting ready to embark on a strategic workforce development plan initiative, working with the community college, working with the public school system and, and my economic development allies, uh, the chambers of commerce and, and others uh, to set a goal of trying to reduce that percentage down to 30% by the year 2030. And so that's a, something measurable. Obviously, I don't know whether I'd love to be able to go below that. I don't know if we can reach it or not, because Johnston County is uh, the, one of the fastest growing communities in, in the state, uh, in the nation. Um, we're trajected, you know, there, there's been back of the ballroom napkin of uh, analysis of that, you know, we could be the fifth largest county in the state within the next 10 to 12 years. And so when you start talking about that and the workforce going from 105 to 175,000 people, uh, it's obviously we've got to, uh, we've got to make sure that we're, we're keeping our taxes low by, by, by providing, uh, you know, and, and growing our industrial uh, and industrial may seem kind of a dirty word, but advanced manufacturing, right. IT, uh, things that uh, office, uh, our medical fields, our medical uh, sectors, uh, our retail sectors, making sure that there's a fine balance. Uh, and and we can we can achieve that uh, here in Johnston County. I'm confident of that. So, uh, um, but that's kind of where we are. I mean, talent is, 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 uh, is key. Uh, over the past couple of weeks, I've attended several site consultant events where every one of them had talked about talent. I mean, that is the number one topic, talent. Do you have the talent? And when you are hovering around 3% unemployment, um, obviously it's a challenge. 
but on the flip side of that, when I'm meeting with clients here in Johnston County and that topic comes up and it's going to come up one of the first topics uh, when they enter in this building is, uh, well, I'm going to say, well, here's where, here's where your, your employees are. They're in cars driving on I-40 going into Raleigh. And if you pay them a decent, you know, a, a, a livable wage and uh, provide the, the, the benefits that they're accustomed to, they'll be more than happy to, to only drive five minutes to work as opposed to driving 55 minutes to work. So it's just a matter of making sure that we have a good, strong balance and having those opportunities and, and getting in front of our those opportunities uh, as, as opposed to just having them look at statistics on a wall or running some study internally saying, well, goodness gracious, Johnson County is at a 3.2% unemployment. We don't need to go there. Uh, so it's just a matter of, again, telling that story Do and you- finding that balance. Do you believe that Johnson County is poised to become more of an expansion of the triangle because industry businesses are looking at ways that they could save money by not being directly in the triangle? Because, you know, that commute that you're describing is a real turnoff to employees. I mean, you know, I don't have a very long commute to work to come here and work in Johnson County, uh, but trying to get on 40 or 95 to go to Raleigh would not be, it'd be even less desirable. And so, I think that's a huge selling point for industry and employees if we could uh, create an expansion of the triangle into Johnson County. I know some of that's already happening, but uh, do you foresee that as, as being a trend in the future? Oh, definitely. They, I believe I read somewhere they called it a couple of years ago a megalopolis. Megalopolis. Yeah, where you do not know. <clears throat> it's kind of a micropolitan, you know, where you do not know where one community ends and one community begins and the one that kind of stretches and around North Carolina if you think of the I-40 starting in Johnston County Wake which were part of the Raleigh NSA and you just follow the I-40 I-85 corridor down to Charlotte you know you you you're constantly in one community to the next I mean you, if you think about it yeah there's pockets of of uh, of ruralness but for the most part, if you think of that, that corridor, uh, it's, you really don't know where you are. And then, and then it's actually extended down into Greenville, Spartanburg area. And then before you know it, you're an hour away from Atlanta. So if you think of that corridor and that, that, uh, that megalopolis, uh, uh, then it, it's, 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 it's pretty unique. And we've got great opportunities of being a part of that. You said um, you said the uh, population was eighty thousand. And what year was that when you when when you said nineteen ninety nineteen ninety around eighty eighty five thousand in population. And, so obviously we more than doubled it in thirty years. Right, and you said we're we're aiming for three hundred thousand by is that twenty thirty? Is that correct? In the next ten, yeah, about ten years, yeah, eight to ten years, we could possibly exceed. Uh, you know, all you got to do is just do simple math, and and I mean. The latest uh, official statistic uh, or census thing that I saw was like the end of 21, we had 226,000 people and we were growing at around 3 to 4%. Well, if you just take 226 and multiply it times, you know, 3.5%, now we're at, you know, we're looking at 234,000 at the end of this year. Right. And so it doesn't take much to, you know, to ramp up. And the thing that, that 
Johnston County has going for it compared to other areas uh, is just the the natural resources that uh, that you know Johnston County is one of the largest land you know counties land mass. Um, there's not natural barriers like you know Raleigh's kind of pressured they can't grow north because of the Falls Lake area and you know just natural barriers and things like that. And then the key thing is is that it's just and then we're bigger than Durham from a landmass. We're bigger than Orange County from a landmass standpoint. So, you know, that you can still continue to have that urbanization, but when you've got just raw land that people can grow into, then it's uh, it provides challenges, but then there's also opportunities for us. But the, 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 the thing that's really driving this is the, um, is the transportation connectivity that we have, unlike anybody else. Um, we're, we've got 540 that uh, that will be completed in the next two years or so. Uh, that will be opening up. Uh, 40 is currently, you know, you talk about all the construction that you mm-hmm. that you kind of in the Johnston County. We've got I-40, which is being widened from a four-lane to an eight-lane road. And then you've got the transition of US-70 into Interstate 42. So Johnston County is going to have three interstates within the next two years uh, dissecting, you know, got I-95, I-40, and then I-42. Well, when you add all that together and you think about the further connectivity and all the things that I sold nine years ago when I started this job was we're close proximity to, you know, the park, RDU, the International Airport. We've got our downtown Raleigh. You know, we've got three major universities. So on and so on and so on. Well, all of those uh, selling points are now going to be 15 minutes closer. So it makes Johnston, you know, what kind of was bottled up around the western edge of Johnston County is now you're, you're, you've leapfrogged over I-95 uh, from a timing standpoint. And so it opens up, you know, our communities along the I-95 corridor, Benson, Fork, Smithfield, Selma, Micro, Kinley. Uh, and, and then those to the east, Princeton and Pine Level. Uh, because, you know, think about it. Uh, you can be in, in Princeton, which is the far east of Johnston County, and be in downtown Raleigh when seven, when 70 is transitioned to an interstate highway, you'll have zero stoplights and 70 mile an hour. And so basically, you know, going a mile a minute or faster, uh, you can be anywhere in the world. Uh, based, you know, from particularly going going west, so that is the you know it, growth is coming. Um, we can all talk about the, the pros and cons of that because obviously there there is a lot of people are moving to the area to get away from high growth areas. So <laughs> they're moving to the fastest growing county. You know, you know, I, I, I hear citizens and you know talk about trying to maintain the rural area. A ruralness of Johnston County, and you know, there typically there are there's more people moving in than there are here. So it's like uh, they want to they want to, they want the best of both worlds. They want those amenities that they tend to want and expect, but then they want to make sure they maintain the rural nature of it. And it's it's a it can get a crosswise, you know, and it, it, there's a there's a rub. Uh, so it's how we grow and uh, the right way, the correct way. Uh, you know, so that we can maintain that charm and that 
small town feel that right. everybody appreciates. Well, I've been coming. Well, I was to say I've been coming to Johnson County my whole life, and we're having worked here now for a few months. It definitely has that vibe of close to the big city, but not the big city, and still connected to the rural North Carolina. Um, so, talking about growth, you've got a, a small company coming in called Amazon that's opening up a six hundred thousand foot warehouse in the, in the coming months. So, tell me about that opportunity and what that's going to do for small businesses around it. Um, well, the, 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 it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the future there. Uh, it's a, it's not a, for those that are not familiar with this facility, as opposed to other facilities. I mean, they think of Amazon and they immediately think of the, the, the sprinter vans that are running around delivering packages. This is not the last mile distribution facility. So when you order something off of Amazon, it's not going to come from that facility, but chances are it may have passed through it and it's a cross-dock facility to where uh the containers uh the large quantities and i'm using hypothetical situation here say for example you order a plasma tv uh well chances are there was a big container coming from china or from someplace to taiwan or somewhere that came in that had thousands of plasma tvs in that container and so they go into this facility get separated and then go back out to those last mile distributions where there's one in Garner or Durham or Fedville or something like that. So it's kind of the first stop off of a, off of a transport ship or distribution facility somewhere in the United States to then get separated and then go to the respected last mile facility. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what um, we've done some, tried to do some research of what else has kind of been around uh, these areas for opportunity. Um, so it's, it's, again, it's making sure we have a good, good balance, um, for that. Well, um, this is a question I ask almost everybody I talk to. What are your goals? What are your personal professional goals? What are things that you're working on that you want to see come into fruition? Um, well, it's, it's my, my main goal is to, is, is, right now is looking at the I-95 corridor um, and some of our communities that uh, are uh, that have really kind of took it on the chin uh, during the mid-90s with the loss of, of our textiles, our manufacturing. When you think about, and, you know, we can trace it back to whatever, but, you know, it all kind of happened around when NAFTA uh, occurred and, um, you know, the offshoring of manufacturing uh <clears throat> For Smithfield Selma, you know, we had Eaton Corporation, Philcrest Mills, Burlington Mills, uh, Channel Master. Uh, we had K.R. Edwards Tobacco Company, and that occurred during NAFTA, the tobacco buyout, all that kind of happened all at one time. You know, during the mid-90s, uh, we lost well over 5,000 jobs here in Johnson County. Wow. And, uh, and, you know, when you think about manufacturing jobs and, and, and jobs – like that, there were, there were higher paying jobs. They had uh, benefits. They had things that, you know, could, a family could live off of and, and, and raise a family. But the most important part is that you had executives, you had individuals that were then giving back to the community. They were involved in the Rotary Clubs, the Civitan Clubs, you know, the, the Little League Baseball. You know, they, they did all the civic things there because 
They lived in the community. They invested in the community. They put back into the community. They attended the churches. They did all the things that make a community grow. Well, you know, when we when we lost that, we lost that connectivity back to our community, uh, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, then you've got people that are living here, but then working elsewhere. So you have that, um, you have that disconnect. Uh, and so, uh, what gets me up in the morning, obviously the goals of, of turning those cars around, um, uh, and, uh, providing opportunities for people here in Johnston County, uh, to live, work and play and, and, uh, and, and say, I've got everything right here. I don't need to get in my car. And, uh, and, and then to, uh, helping and assisting building our towns, which, uh, you know, are, are, allowing our communities to grow and, uh, having a vibrant downtown, having places where you can dine, walkable. I mean, again, I, I, everything that I do, I can trace it back to my main street community days and historic neighborhoods, you know, parks recreational opportunities uh, again just just uh, one of those things that uh, where people can have a good quality of life yes sir well this is another thing that i ask uh, almost everybody to talk to so what advice would you offer to students or young people just starting out maybe some advice that you wish you would have gotten when you were a young person wow that's a that's a deep question and one that you can get, get in trouble real, real quick <laughs> um I will, how I'll answer this question is what I've seen in my own kids. Yes, sir. Uh, who are not kids. They're, they're young adults. As well as what I've heard professionals that are a whole lot smarter than I and their, their vision or how they see things. Um, I just sat in on a, on a conference last week that, uh, that an individual that owns a multi-billion dollar company says, Going forward in the future, uh, having a four-year degree is becoming less and less important. That he would much rather see kids or work employees coming through the community college rank that can get certificates, that can immediately go into work, and is willing and, and is they show the, the path of continuing education. I've had the same conversation with my with my son about you know you're always learning, you're always fine-tuning your skills. Uh, and and so if, if there's you know obviously and i come from a four-year I, I have a degree and i sit on the board of visitors for east carolina so i i have a passion for the university system so i don't want to downplay the importance of that but not everybody is cut out for the university path and particularly families that are first generation in the united states people maybe they've never had any family members ever attending university by going the community college route or going the route of the trades, and I think that needs to start filtering down into our high school and our middle school area of here's an opportunity for you to go into HVAC, plumbing, electronics, uh, working with your hands. I mean, doing things that, one, do not um, put you in a serious amount of financial debt of having to pay back student loans, plus, it gets you into the work field and work uh, system quicker, and you can start, you know, then buying things, buying cars, buying houses. I mean, you know, it kind of gets you into the system as opposed to 
uh, you know, going the four or five year career route through the traditional university and then figuring out like, well, you know what, I need really need to go back to JCC or go back to our community college and get retrained on this. I jokingly say when I went through East Carolina and got my degree, I, I got my degree in education and with a concentration of drafting and design. Well, when I started in 1984, we were still drafting and we were using pen, paper, inking. We were doing the old school drafting. And I mean, it was a, more of an art form. And my, by my senior year, they had just started CAD CAM. It was literally CAD CAM 1. And I think about what has transpired over the past 40 plus years in automation and computer-aided design and things like that. I would literally be a fish out of water. I could not teach what is going on today because uh, just because of technology changes. And so, um, having said all that, uh, if I was, if a young person is listening to it, is that you know, think about what you want to do. Make sure one, you're happy uh, doing it. Two, make sure you can provide a, li- a you know, can, it provides a living wage. And then always consider thinking about, you know, you're always going to be learning, always continuing education. And that, if you go to Nova, to Nova or Griffles or any of our pharmaceuticals, they're constantly retrained. I mean, they have shutdowns, they, you know, during, during their processes and they take all their employees back over to the workforce development center and either reskill them into new processes or whatever. I mean, so they're constantly learning, constantly changing. You think of robotics, you think about computers, you think about all these things that are being integrated into all levels of manufacturing um, is that willingness to learn. Uh, that That's the key thing. And then the last is that if, if, if you're unsure of what you want to do, one thing that one regret that I've always had in my life, and I don't, I don't say regret, but, you know, one if I could do it over again, is going to the military. Uh, I think I think. Kids that are coming out of high school that are unsure about what they want to do and basically getting out from underneath mom or dad's wing and growing up a little bit, is pro- I would do it in a heartbeat. If I could relive my life, um, I would probably go into the military and, and serve our country uh, for a couple of years and then grow up and figure out, as well as see the world, but then, you know, uh, learn skill sets, learn, uh, you know, m- mature a little bit, um, and then, and then, uh, and then enter the workforce through that, that matter. You said so much, Chris. Um, I'm a big advocate for the community college, obviously, since I'm a product of a community college myself and I work for JCC, but it's really one of the most underappreciated resources in the community because there's people that live in a county their whole life and never step foot on a campus. So this is a great resource for people. Um, well, I'm going to end now because I know you've got another appointment you've got to get to, but I just want to appreciate you again, Chris, for being here. And you are an example of what happens when somebody has the right attitude and enthusiasm to, and is willing to show up, work hard, and make a difference and you're just a great example for that, Chris. And I appreciate you being here today and talking to me. Well, it, it, it's a team effort. I've got a great team here. It's really a, a two-man operation. Uh, me and my assistant, Janelle Parker. But I, I could not be it, – it's not the success of Chris Johnson. It's the success of the entire team. I mean, 
uh, again, I, I, I look at our economic development partners, whether it's our community college, uh, our school system, uh, our public works, our communities that have, I mean, everybody's, uh, it's just a great, great, fine, uh, well-oiled machine, and, uh, and, and I'm just proud to be a part of it. All right, Chris. Well, you have a good rest of your day, sir, and I'll be reaching out again soon. And any way that I can be of assistance, just please let me know, okay? Great. And and if anybody needs to reach out to me, uh, you can always go to our website at growwithjoco.com and, uh, or follow me on LinkedIn uh, and kind of stay in touch with what's yeah. happening in Johnston County. And I'll put your email address in the show notes so people can know how to reach out to you, Chris, if that's okay. Yeah, no problem. All right, my friend. Well, you have a great Friday and enjoy your weekend, buddy. Thank you. Have a good one, too. Thank you, sir.